think about this. Think about this. What if your man calls you up and he's like, hey, baby, baby girl, bae. Listen, I've got a night planned for us tonight. Uh, we're gonna, I've got a, I'm gonna have a date, dinner, a gift. And you're like, oh man, I can't wait. What if Romeo picks you up and, and you're like, oh, here we go. And he, let's just say, this is all just a pretend story, but he just drives you over to the food for less parking lot. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm, oh, that's okay. And he's like, you ready for dinner, babe? Sure. He pulls out a paper sack and gives you a half-eaten sandwich and an opened-up bag of chips. And you're like, oh, oh, that's okay. Wow. I'm trying to do a girl voice. I don't know. I'm trying. It's not easy, but and you're like, he's like, yeah, you know what, baby? I love you. Um, this was leftover from my lunch at work today. And so I love you so much. I wanted to give you it was leftover. I, I don't don't even thank me. It's fine. And I had it already. It's yours. And you're like, oh, OK. And so then then he's like, baby, um, I promised you a gift. I, I did promise to do something for you. So he, he pulls out a, an old greasy screwdriver, you know, out of the glove box or something. He's like. Um, here, have this. I don't really use this one much anymore. I, you can have that. It's yours. It, it's a, it's an extra. It's extra. I'll just give that to you. And you're like, oh, okay. Wow. That's great. And so, uh, uh, let's, let's go on the date. Let's go out. And so he, he takes you home, kicks up his feet and puts on reruns of his favorite old show. And you're like, okay, we've done this. Okay. That's cool. And he's like, baby, no need to thank me. This is all leftover stuff I already had. You're number one in my heart and in my mind. You are number one. And I'm thinking, you'd be thinking, my number one, I feel like I'm number five. Like, who else ate that sandwich? Who else, you know, used that screwdriver? Who else watched that show with you? I don't feel like number one. I feel like the leftovers, the extra, because you just happen to have nothing else to do. How many people treat Jesus like that? Oh, you know what, Jesus, I'm not using this. I'd be yeah, sure take that. Uh, uh, I'll, there's nothing else to do today. We have one day off. I guess we could bother ourselves, kids, to go do this and go do that for God. Don't give Jesus your leftovers. Matthew 6, 33. Pop it up on the screen there. Matthew 6, verse 33. In the New King James, it says, but seek first. Seek first. Seek first. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When do we seek the kingdom of God? This is not a trick question. I would appreciate a little more feedback. When do we seek the kingdom of God? First. And everybody else is, everybody is claiming, man, you said all these things will be added unto me. You said that you would do this. Well, God, you gave me promises. God, you said all these things we needed would be added. And he said, yeah, they will be if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you love Jesus, you'll do anything it takes to spend time with him. You'll make excuses to spend time with them. I uh, can't go out tonight. I, you know, I, I'm going to be over here reading my Bible. You'll make excuses to get up early. When Katie and I were dating, man, I was thinking about this. Like, man, we was in love when we <laughs> we were 17. I, I don't know. It, it worked out, but but so, I mean, I loved her, dude. I loved her so much. And the problem was is that I didn't have a cell phone. I had MySpace on a desktop computer. Somebody that was awesome. But anyway, uh, but 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 listen, there was uh, no. I didn't have no cell phone. I didn't go to the same school. We lived in different towns. I would do anything I could do 
if I could just spend 15 minutes with her. I mean anything. And so her dad, my father-in-law, had a very strict rule. She had to be off the phone by 10 o'clock, and he would enforce it. Absolutely. We had landlines back then. You guys ever heard of a landline? Okay, yeah, they used to run this wire to your house, and you'd talk on the... So you talk on that. And so anyway, he'd get on the other line at 10 and say, Katie, get off the phone. It's bedtime. And hey, we had to list it. And so here's the problem is that I, I went to school. I went to basketball practice. And from basketball practice, I had to walk to my job frying chicken. Yes, I fried chicken. It was awesome. And so I had to walk there. We closed at nine. And if I worked my hardest, I could get home by 9.45 and have 15 minutes to talk to the love of my life. And so you better listen, dude. Before Katie, I didn't care what time I got home. I was making $5 an hour, okay? I could take that extra buck from staying late and I could go get me a taco somewhere. I was good. But after Katie, I didn't care about the money. I wanted anything I could do. I was desperate for 15 minutes with her. As soon as the chicken place closed, I was running, I was doing my job, I was doing their job, I was doing his job, I was cleaning the front, cleaning the back, scrubbing the floors, scrubbing the bathrooms, anything I could do so I could get a ride home. I didn't have a car, I was a little bit poor, so I had to do anything I could do. I would get a ride home and get back there, and if on a good day I had 15 minutes, and it was all worth it, every bit of that, to talk to the one that I loved. And then I'm thinking, man, as a Christian, you know, I love Jesus so much. There's some people that I'll just have to say no to sometimes. There's some things that, you know what, I got, I've, I've got to be, I've got to be with Jesus today. I, I've got to do this or we can't go out this weekend. We can't do that. I've got to get into the house of God with the people of God to hear the word of God, to worship God. I've got to be with Jesus right now. I'll make it, I'll tell, I will flat out. Do whatever I've got to do to spend some time with Jesus. And so, as Christians, I'm encouraging us today. I just want to encourage us today how real of a thing that this is. That we have got to start taking our faith and our Christian life more seriously than we've ever taken it before. And, you know, as we've been talking about our brothers and sisters in the Middle East over there, you know, I think, again, one of the problems that we have is that we've been very comfortable for very long. There's a lot of danger and comfort. When we're comfortable, and, you know, I praise God for the comfort. I love that. I like it. But being comfortable all the time can be a dangerous spot. You let your guard down. And that's when the enemy comes in and starts firing some shots at the heart. Sometimes we got to be like First Peter 5, 8 says, and it says, stay alert, be sober, be vigilant for your enemy. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone whom he may devour. But I love what Peter said. The NLT says, stay alert. The King James says, be sober, be vigilant, keep your guard up, be ready at all times. And as we just are always comfortable, we slowly let the shield down. We slowly let the guard down. And sometimes we aren't prepared for the things that the enemy brings. Guard your heart above all else and be ready for anything the enemy throws at us 
you've got, it's 2021. I mean, come on. It's not 1921. It, you know, there's bad things back then. It's not 1991. There's bad things back then. This is 2021 and being a lukewarm, half-baked, part-time Christian is not going to get the job done. You have got to be on guard. You have got to be ready. You have got to have your head in the game. You have got to have the shield of faith held up. You have got to have the sword of the spirit ready to go at a moment's notice. You cannot play games anymore. And so I think about, again, I'll, I'll, I'll close down here in a minute. I'm getting there. But but as we're praying for the, the Christians in Afghanistan today, can you do you know how mind-blowing it would be if I told them, Hey, we've got this 15,000 square foot building with six air conditioners, uh, you know, uh, uh, coverage from the sun, padded chairs, carpet. We've got, I mean, if they knew where you were sitting right now to worship God, and even then, there's plenty of people, I'm not talking just about this church, but every church in America that just weren't in the mood today. Just, well... Uh, the preacher quit being funny last week. He got real serious, so I don't. I like him when he's funnier. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the, the, this was that, this and that, and this and that. Do you know what those people would say? You go to a church that has a roof on it. You, your your air is conditioned, huh? You sit in chairs. You you have a roof. You you have you have a building you go to, and you don't go to it unless you're in the mood. Unless you've got nothing better to do that day. Hey, you're here. Don't look at me like that. You're actually here. So I'm not talking about you, but I'm talking about, I'm just, but just in general. Okay. Do you realize, and I, and I mean, I, I feel this, that my bad day would be a good day for most of them. My worst day would be a major upgrade for a lot of the stuff that they face and go through, how dare me take for granted the freedom, the liberty, the gifts that we've been given? How dare me not put Jesus number one? I don't even have anyone coming after me. I don't have anyone. You know what I mean? How dare us live this lukewarm, nonchalant, lazy Christian lifestyle when there's people in this world that they would love to have what we have right now. So I'm asking us as Christians to crucify our flesh, crucify our feelings, crucify our emotions and our moods and our attitudes and say, I don't care if I feel like it. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Even if I don't feel like it today, I'm going to get up and I'm going to serve God, even if I'm not in the mood, even if somebody looked at me wrong, even if somebody didn't do what I wanted them to do, even if it's not convenient today, everything else can wait. Jesus comes first. He's number one. What if we did that? What if? And so I just challenge us today as we're talking about guarding our heart above all else. Don't let yourself become a lukewarm Christian. Guard your heart. If you see something slipping into your life that are changing who you are on the inside, 
Stop it now. Get a hold of it. We'll help you, but get a hold of it. Stop it because we need every able-bodied man and woman, every possible Christian to be ready to go in these end times because I've been saying this for I would say several years now, but especially last year, everybody was like, hey, what's next? I'm like, well, there's probably going to be some more crazy stuff happen next. Then we had riots and cities burning and blah, 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 blah. And then, well, okay, at least that's done now. We can get back to normal. No, because then this is going to happen. And then and then they're going to attack Israel and then Afghanistan and all this stuff. Listen, we don't have to be afraid. We're Christians, right? I mean, come on. We, we know even if someone killed us, we're going to heaven. Praise God. But... Things are going to get crazier. Things are going to get crazier in this world. And I don't want to be sitting there lukewarm and stagnant and nasty and half-baked when Jesus comes back. And I'm sitting there not knowing up from down, left from right, not knowing what in the world I'm doing. When Jesus comes back, I'm going to say, hey, I am ready. And there's a whole bunch of people right here in Barstow that are ready Pull us up. Get us out of here. We're ready to go. And so I encourage us, I challenge us with everything that I am. Don't be lukewarm. Get on fire for God. Stay there. Pump yourself full of the word, full of prayer, full of church, full of the people of God. And listen, when you love him, you'll make time. Well, I don't have no time. Oh, you'll find it. Because what I found out is if I really want something, I'll find the time. There's nothing, if I really want it, hey, if I want Chick-fil-A, I will drive to Victorville and get it. I will sit in that stupid line all the way up, that, anyway, listen to me, if I really want it, I'll make a way, I'll make a way, and so listen to me, if you really want Jesus, you'll, you'll find the time, you'll find the way, you'll, you'll make it happen. But don't just, but don't sit there and lie and say, oh, I really want him. I really do. I do. But I just don't, I, I just, I don't have no time. That's a lie because you do. We can make it happen. We can. We make time for what we want. We'll get up early. We'll stay up late. We'll, we'll figure it out. But listen to me. It's time for Christians right now to rise up and be the force that we were called to be. Guard your heart from becoming lukewarm. And Jesus is going to use you big in these end times. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. Praise God. It's not tonight. Sorry. I don't know. It's daytime. Stand up today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I, I, I pray that God's been speaking to your heart this morning and uh, challenging you. You know, again, we love to encourage. And uh, we also love to challenge because... If you're not ever getting challenged, you're not growing. And I, I pray to God that he spoke to some of our hearts today and said, Hey, you know, we, we could do better in this. We, there's more we could do for Jesus. And, uh, and so God wants to get a hold of us. Amen. Well, I'm going to have my prayer team come on up with me this morning. My prayer team. And um, if you're here and you need prayer for anything, we want to lay hands on you. We want to pray for you today. If you need healing. If you need deliverance, if you just need something from God, we want to pray for you today, no doubt about it. But I also ask that as you're sitting there this morning, if God's speaking to your heart, that you would do business with God, that you would talk to Him. If you need to repent and say, God, I know I've been slipping, do it right where you're at and let the Lord work on your heart. But this is a holy time for us to do business with God and to make things right how they need to be. So I ask that 
We don't leave the room right now unless we need to. Uh, we'll get to the food. Lunch will still be there. Don't worry. But listen, let's take a few minutes to talk to God. Amen. Breath that I am made 
I have. 